Pastor Chooks Obina Ogoye. Pastor Chooks is the lead pastor of Resurrection Life Church in Johannesburg. He is a passionate teacher and preacher of the Word of God and has been blessed by God with the uncanny ability and gift to explain and unpack deep and complex spiritual truths in very easy to understand and apply formats. Pastor Chooks has been involved and active in marketplace ministries. He's an entrepreneur and business consultant with an avid passion for raising other entrepreneurs and business leaders. He has taught and facilitated many leadership and entrepreneurship courses and seminars. He is the host of broadcast programs on Facebook, YouTube, and several podcast channels. Living the life with Pastor Chooks, the amazing power of woman. Thank God, it's Friday. Good evening, welcome. Uh, this is Dr. Chooks Ugoi here. I, I am sharing episode 243 uh, this evening, 243 on our series, Understanding the Goodness of God. I am starting a new thought uh, this evening, um, and we're going to run that thought maybe a couple of episodes. Uh, the thought is, the goodness of God manifests first as mercy. The goodness of God manifests first as mercy. All right, so let's, let's get into it. Let's get into it. I'm excited. Man is loved by God. God puts him in the garden. God gives him instructions. Man disobeys the instructions that God gave. Man incurs a very deadly penalty or deadly consequence for the disobedience. Man dies. Man falls into sin. Man dies. All right? And for, because God told him, from the day you eat of this fruit, you shall die. And he ate of that fruit that day. And he fell. He died. God shows up a couple of hours later in the cool of the day as he normally would. And um, as he comes, he doesn't find Adam. <laughs> Adam is hiding. Adam is running away from God. God is asking, where are you? Where are you, Adam? And Adam says, I heard the footsteps. Your footsteps come in and I ran. <laughs> I went to hide. And um, Adam is hiding. At this point, Adam is disconnected from the goodness of God. Remember, he, he believed a lie that the enemy uh, sold to him that God is not good. And the moment he believed that lie, he disconnected from the goodness of God and he began to hide. So the goodness of God stopped flowing into his life and then not also flowing out of his life into the rest of creation. Because the way God designed it was that as Adam received God's goodness, Adam is able to extend that goodness to the rest of creation. So Adam was supposed to be a, a, a channel of the, of the flow of, good, of God's goodness into the rest of creation. Because as it goes with Adam, so it goes with the rest of creation. So if Adam spent time enjoying the goodness of God, he radiated the same to the rest of creation. Now he's disconnected from the flow of God's goodness. So it also follows that what he was now radiating into the rest of creation is something else other than the goodness of God. 
is the spirit of disobedience, is futility, is death. That's what he's radiating into the rest of creation. Now, after God confronts Adam and says, what have you done? Have you eaten of the fruit that I asked you not to eat? Then Adam, instead of Adam taking responsibility, Adam pushes it and says, the woman you gave me, she gave me to eat. And then they ask Eve, what have you done? Eve says, I, I, I was deceived. The serpent made me eat it. So Satan, what have you done? And then, you know, we, we know the story. So after all of that, once Adam fell, the next, the next encounter that they have of God's goodness was mercy. Mercy. So, so tonight, this series that I'm starting tonight, and I'm going to develop it over a couple of episodes, is the goodness of God manifests first as mercy. The goodness of God manifests first as mercy. Mercy was the first expression of God's goodness after man fell. At once sin came in, the, the first expression of God's goodness that Adam experienced was his mercy. What is mercy? Mercy is that which is extended to a person who deserves judgment, who deserves punishment. So, so when instead of giving you punishment, you, are, you get mercy, that's, that's you know, uh, you get pardon, that's called mercy. So, so instead of getting punishment, and that punishment is withheld from you, that's mercy. That's what happened to Adam, the first expression of God's goodness. Because, see, God's goodness has many expressions. God's goodness has many expressions. When, when God's goodness is extended to somebody who is in distress, it's called mercy. Adam is in distress right now. He has incurred certain consequences by his disobedience, what did God do? God had to skin an animal and cover him. And cover him because the fig leaves that he has sown for himself was not able to cover him because he was going to, the fig leaves were going to die after a couple of hours and he was going to be cold. So God had to make a plan for him. That's mercy. So, so the first experience of God's goodness that he, uh, he, he enjoyed or that he encountered, that's the word, he encountered after he fell was God's mercy. This is critical. This is very important. The mercy of God was the first expression of God's, because see, God's goodness manifests in so many things. All right? God's goodness manifests in so many things. So his mercy is an expression of his goodness. Grace is undeserved favor, unmerited favor. It's an expression of God's goodness. So, so when somebody who deserves punishment, instead, they, they get favor from God. It's called grace. That's why grace is called unmerited favor. It's an expression of God's goodness. You know, when, when God, God's goodness is extended to somebody who continues to sin, who continues to... in, in uh, um, um, evoke the wrath of God and, and all, you know, when, when that goodness is extended, it's called patience. God extends go his goodness to someone who continues to sin. It's called patience. So there are, the expressions of the goodness of God has different names. L the love of God is an expression of his goodness. The kindness of God is an expression of his goodness. All right. 
So, so, of all these many attributes, mercy is the first expression of God's goodness that is extended to man. This is very important. This is very important. If mercy is the first, is the platform or the first uh, expression of God's goodness, it means that man must stay connected to the mercy of God. Man must stay connected to the mercy of God. The Bible tells us that mercy prevails over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. That's important. God is a God of justice. But in, in, in God's character and in God's attributes, mercy ranks higher than judgment. Bible says, God says, I delight to show mercy. I prefer to show mercy than to execute judgment. I prefer to show mercy. The Bible says, God who is rich in mercy. So this is important. That you get it that mercy is primal. So if mercy is the first extension of God's goodness, meaning that everything else, everything else we enjoy from God has to be on the platform of mercy. Meaning that you must understand how to receive mercy from God. You must understand how to press the mercy button. Because it's the platform on which God's goodness was first expressed to man after his fall. And that platform remains. So, so we, 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 we are taking this study over a couple of episodes to understand the importance of mercy and how to draw mercy and how to receive mercy. Hallelujah. Let me show you scriptures just to, to verify what I'm saying to you because I always like to show from the word of God. It's not just enough for you to believe what I'm saying. You've got to see it for yourself in the Bible. Look at Titus chapter 3 verse 5. You must see it for yourself so that your faith is based on the word of God, not on the wisdom of a man, not on the teaching of a man, but on the word of God. Here you need to see it. Titus chapter 3 verse 5. He says, not by works of righteousness that we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. According to his mercy, he saved us. Let me explain something to you. When Adam fell in the garden, he fell in three dimensions. Death engulfed him in three dimensions. They manifested over a period of time, but death engulfed him in three dimensions. The first uh, uh, dimension that death engulfed him was his spirit. His spirit got disconnected from the spirit of God. That's death. Remember the definition of death is disconnection from God, separation from God. That's death. So his spirit disconnected from God. He died spiritually. But he was still alive physically. Then the next part of him that disconnected from God, as long as his spirit disconnected, his soul also began to disconnect. Remember that he was a living soul. So now that he's cut off from, from God in his spirit, his soul also began to die. So, so the, the, the death entered into his spirit. And then his body eventually died 930 years later. It took 930 years for death to manifest in his body finally, and then he died. So, so man died, spirit, soul, body. At the fall. Spirit, soul, body. At the fall. Okay. Now, the salvation, the salvation that was promised by God was was, you know, God said it from, from, from that day that he came. He promised that the seed of the woman will come through 
and deliver salvation for mankind. And I want to say that that salvation was also three-dimensional. It's threefold. We have three-dimensional uh, salvation. Three-dimensional salvation. And all three were accomplished by Jesus on the cross and by his resurrection. All three were accomplished. They are not, you know, people have thought that the salvation is going to come later. No, no. All three were done when Jesus resurrected from the dead. Man was completely saved. Spirit, soul, and body. And we see the example of that in the resurrection, the bodily resurrection of Jesus. His spirit came out from death. His soul came out from death. And his body came out from death when he resurrected. So the three-dimensional uh, nature of the salvation of mankind was typified by the resurrected Christ. Spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. So what the scripture we read here in Titus chapter 3 verse 5 says that according to his mercy, he saved us. According to his mercy, he saved us. In other words, salvation came to us on the platform of the mercy of God. Salvation came to us on the platform for, of the mercy of God. Salvation in our spirit. Salvation in our soul. Salvation in our body. On the mercy of God. Can I tell you something? It, it means that the platform, the operating system that our salvation is resting is the mercy of God. So anytime you encounter anything, either in your spirit or in your soul or in your body, you need to press the button of the operating system. Mercy. Mercy. It means that mercy is the platform for every blessing. Every blessing that is coming to us. Mercy is the platform. So, so mercy brought us salvation in our spirit. Mercy brings us salvation in our soul. Mercy brings us salvation in our bodies. And all three were accomplished by the death and resurrection of Jesus. This is critical. That means that me and you right now, we are saved, spirit, soul, and body. People say we are saved in our spirit. We are getting saved in our soul. We will be saved in our body. That's not true. We are saved, spirit, soul, and body. We are already saved. Three-dimensional three salvation. He secured it. That's what the Bible says. He secured it. We are already saved. So the working out, the working out of that salvation is, is a process, but it's already done. When he died on the cross, he said it is finished. It's already done. It's not going to be done. It's already done. So what we do now, we take our faith and lay hold on what is done, and then it begins to manifest. But all three are done. And it's the platform for the salvation, the three-dimensional salvation of man is mercy. Look at it again. But according to his mercy, he saved us. According to his mercy, he saved us in our spirit. According to his mercy, he saved us in our soul. According to his mercy, he saved us in our body. So anything that is on the, on the menu, on the platter of salvation, we accept it by mercy. Healing for our physical bodies, for instance, is accessed by mercy. So that explains why men got healed when they cried out for the mercy of God. Men got healed because the mercy is the basis for the salvation that came to mankind, spirit, soul, and body. So if I need something in my soul, 
I need the impartation of grace. Get this, get this, get this. I need the impartation of grace for prosperity in my soul. I can get it by pressing the mercy button. If I need the impartation of healing in my body, I can get it by pressing the mercy button. If there is an affliction in my soul, in my emotions by demons, and, and, and my emotions are being harassed by demonic forces, I can, I can activate deliverance from demonic oppression by clicking the mercy button. That mercy button is critically powerful. You, you, can, you, you can press it at any point in time. It, it, you know, if you are not copied by the pressures of life, cry mercy, press the mercy button. Oh, if you are being harassed financially, press the mercy button, provision will come. Because mercy is the first expression of God's goodness to mankind. The first expression of God's goodness to mankind after the fall we are still living on that platform. That button is our life, is our lifeline. The button of mercy. You can cry out for mercy at any point in time. And whatever the salvation of man uh, 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 encapsulates or contains is released to you as you press the mercy button. This is one thing. Listen, hear this. This is one thing that uh, New Age can do not, do not have. New age does not have access to the mercy of God. So, so mind science does not have access to the mercy of God. Only people, human beings, have access to the mercy of God because his goodness is to all. So anybody can cry out for mercy. The person who is not saved can cry out for mercy. And when they do cry out for mercy, the mercy of God will manifest by giving them salvation in their spirit, salvation in their soul, salvation in their body. Let me give you more scriptures. Luke. Luke. Chapter 1. Verse 78. Luke chapter 1. Verse 78. This is important that you get it. The mercy of God. Is God's first expression of his goodness towards me. Let's say that together. The mercy of God. Is God's first expression of his goodness towards me. His mercy. His mercy. Luke chapter 1, verse 78. Look at this. Through the tender mercy of our God, with which the day spring from on high has visited us. Can you see that? So our first visitation, our first encounter with God is through his tender mercy. I'm just giving you scripture to, to buttress what I'm saying. His mercy is the first expression of his goodness an encounter with us is mercy. So I can press the mercy button when the enemy is putting pressure in my health or my finances. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Mercy can provoke provision. Mercy can provoke deliverance. Mercy can provoke supply. Mercy can provoke healing. I'm telling you, mercy can provoke even forgiveness of sin. Mercy. Mercy. The sinner who cries for mercy will get forgiveness of sin. The broke man who cries for mercy will get provision. The sick man who harassed man who cries for mercy will get you know, healing and deliverance. Uh, 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 somebody who is demon harassed and demon oppressed can cry for mercy and get freedom from that oppression. Liberty comes by crying mercy. 
Oh yes, salvation comes by crying mercy. Deliverance comes by crying mercy. Promotion comes by crying mercy. <laughs> Increase comes by crying mercy. I am saying to you, mercy is your lifeline. Mercy is the button you press. If you are having problems in your marriage, cry mercy. If you are having problems with your children, cry mercy. If your children are not doing well, cry mercy. Mercy. I, I, I have a feeling that, that the body of Christ do not understand the power of God's mercy towards us. We haven't quite understood the revelation of God's mercy towards us. The Bible says to us in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 that God is rich in mercy. He is rich. He is rich. He is rich in mercy. He delights in mercy. Why? Because mercy is the first expression of his goodness towards mankind. Look at, look at verse, verse 79. Let's finish verse 79. To give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of shalom. Mercy. Mercy gives light to those who sit in darkness. That's salvation. Mercy gives Delivers us from the shadow of death. Anyhow, death is wanting to manifest mercy. So, so the Bible says in, in Psalm 23, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. How do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil? The mercy of God. <laughs> the mercy of God. Yes, that's why it says, it ends there, it says, surely goodness and mercy follows me. Because the mercy of God and the goodness of God is following me. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I fear no evil. The mercy of God. So, so I got to learn to pull at the mercy of God. I got to learn to hold on to the mercy of God. You see, every, any child of God who knows how to hold on the horn of the altar of mercy will always, always triumph. Learn to cry for the mercy of God. Learn to hold on to the mercy of God. Learn to press that button. Lord, have mercy on me. That's your lifeline. If Satan is harassing you, Satan is putting pressure on you, Satan is bringing condemnation, all you need to do is cry mercy. Hallelujah. Mercy is very powerful. Remember when David sinned against God by committing adultery and then murder. When he was confronted with his sin, the first thing he cried was, Mercy. He penned out, he penned out his repentance prayer in Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to your tender mercies. Blot out my iniquity. That's what he did. He cried the mercy. And when he cried mercy, he was forgiven. When he cried mercy, God turned around that mistake into a miracle. He turned around that misery into ministry. That's God for you. Why? Because mercy is the first expression of God's goodness. The first manifestation of God's goodness towards mankind. Let me show you another scripture. Verse 50 of Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1 verse 50. And his mercy is on those who fear him. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. So, so if anyone has the fear of God... The, the, the first expression of God's goodness towards them is mercy. So, so can you see it? I'm just showing you scriptures. Let me show you another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we will be established on the truth of God's mercy. First Peter chapter 1 verse 3. First Peter chapter 1 verse 3. First Peter chapter 1 verse 3. Look at what the Bible says. 
He says, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious or that the Lord is good. <laughs> First Peter chapter 1. No, no, sorry. Sorry, sorry, that's not. First Peter chapter 1 verse 3. Sorry, sorry, I was in chapter 2 verse 3. Chapter 1 verse 3. He says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who according to his abundant mercy, did you see that? His abundant mercy, mercy is the basis of God's dealings with us. Mercy is the basis. It's, it's important that you understand it. Mercy is the platform of God's dealings with us. So that, that nature of mercy is the basis for every blessing that is coming into our lives. The mercy of God. He says, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. This is critical. Remember that in Romans chapter 3 verse 23, he said, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For all have sinned. So, so we all deserve punishment. We all deserve punishment. We fell off the glory. There's no more glory. Man fell off from the glory. Man disconnected from the glory. But Jesus died. So, so the mercy of God is the basis for our restoration. Instead of punishment, he, he pardons us because of his mercy. He loves to show mercy. That's, he delights in showing mercy. So, so, so our journey back to glory is on the platform of mercy. That's why you got to know how to use the mercy button. You got to know how to press the mercy button. Yes, yes, yes. You got to know how, if you're dealing with sin and the consequences of sin, if you're dealing with sin and the consequences of sin, if you're dealing with Satan and all that he's trying to impose on you, watch your lifeline is mercy. Mercy. Every consequence of sin is answered on the platform of the mercy of God. That's what I'm saying to you tonight. Every consequence of sin whether it is sickness, whether it's poverty, whether it's, it's all, all answered on the platform of the mercy of God. This is powerful. We, we, we haven't, we haven't, we haven't um, um, explored the dimensions of the mercy of God. We, haven't, we don't quite know it. Well, the Spirit of God is bringing understanding to us now. There are dimensions of mercy we need to access. Ah, yeah, yeah. There are dimensions of mercy. Can I tell you something? The, the, the coming wealth transfer to the body of Christ, to the people of God on the planet is going to be on the platform of the mercy of God. It's going to be on the platform of the mercy of God. Only those who, who know how to reach out for the mercy of God will access wealth. With access abundance, I am telling you now, only those who know how to press the mercy button and press the deeper levels of mercy button can access the kind of wealth that God wants to transfer into the hands of his people. Mercy! It's important we understand it. For God so loved the world, John 3.16, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish. That's mercy shall not perish. So, so instead of we getting the perishing that we deserve by reason of the fall, mercy makes it possible for not to perish but have everlasting life. So me and you got everlasting life by the mercy of God. That's what I'm proving to you. By the mercy of God. So that platform is ever alive. 
Because the mercy of God is infinite. The mercy of God is eternal. So that platform of mercy is the basis for all blessings. Is the basis for all experience of the goodness of God coming to me and you. The platform of the mercy of God. So we need to learn how to cry for mercy. If you feel stagnated in your spiritual life, press the mercy button. Press the mercy. If you feel you're not growing in your career, press the mercy button. If you feel that you are, you know, you 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 have misbehaved and you have done things that you are not proud of, press the mercy button. Everything is mercy. Hallelujah. Uh, um, let, me, let me show you more scriptures so that your, your faith is grounded on the word of God. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 16. Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 16. Look at what the Bible says in Hebrews 4, 16. It says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Let's come boldly. The throne of grace is where God sits. So that throne is made of grace, unmerited favor. But can you see what we obtain first when we come into the presence of God? The first thing we experience in the presence of God, look at it here, that we may obtain mercy. Mercy is the first thing. <laughs> mercy is the first thing we experience in the presence of God. When you come boldly into his presence every day, it's mercy. Remember that the Bible says that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies are new every morning. His mercies are new every morning. Why is, it, why is mercy renewed every morning? Why? Why? Why do we receive a fresh lease, a fresh release of mercy every morning? The mercies are new. They are fresh every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Lamentation chapter 3. You know, why do we receive a fresh release of mercy? Because mercy is the basis for all of the salvation of man. The three-dimensional salvation. Spirit, soul, body. Is standing on mercy. Mercy is the platform. Mercy is the platform. So, so when we come to God every day. There is a fresh release of mercy. Bible says his mercy. In fact, let's go there. Let's go there. His mercies are new every morning. Lamentations. Chapter 3. Verse 22. Lamentation chapter 3, verse 22. It says, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Did you see that? Who is the one who is going about to consume? Is it not the devil? <laughs> Bible says he, he walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom to devour, seeking whom to consume. But it is the Lord's mercies that preserve us. So even when Satan comes with whatever, mercy, mercy. You reach out for mercy and you back off. You back off the storm. You back off the devourer. You back off the enemy. If this, if Satan is coming after your finances, mercy. If Satan is coming after your marriage, mercy. If Satan is coming after your health, mercy. If Satan is coming after your mind, your children, mercy. It is by mercy through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed, because his compassion fail not. They are new every morning. See, because mercy is the basis for all blessings, God said, I will renew it every morning. And it will never be exhausted. As the day rolls away into a new day, shoop, new mercy is pro provided. 
Why? Because it's the basis for every blessing. Every blessing is standing on the mercy of God. Everything that God is giving to us is that. That's why God says, I can't allow it to be stale. I have to refresh it every morning. I have to refresh it every morning because you need my mercy to access salvation in the spirit, in the soul, in the body, to access deliverance, to access the blessings, to access whatever. You need my mercy. So I'm, I am going to release it, refresh it every morning. New leash of mercy, new dose of mercy in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for your mercy. Your mercy has healed my body. Your mercy has healed my mind. Your mercy has repaired every damage. That, that life has thrown at me. I give you praise for your mercy. Hallelujah. This is why you got to wake up in the morning and praise God for his mercy. Reach out for his mercy. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. Let me share the last scripture for this morning. Or for this evening rather, sorry. For this evening. Let, let, me, let me give it to you. In Psalm 103. Psalm 103 verse 8. Psalm 103, verse 8. It says, The Lord is merciful and gracious. He is merciful and gracious. Slow to anger and abounding in mercy. Slow to anger and abounding in mercy. There's too much mercy for you. So why languish? Why allow Satan to have the upper hand when you have a basis that, that knocks Satan off course? When you have a platform that knocks Satan off course, could it be that we suffer unnecessarily because we don't know how to scoop mercy? We don't know how to pull mercy? We don't know how to draw mercy? Could it be that we are suffering unnecessary pressure, unnecessary assault by the enemy because we don't know how to access the mercy of God? Could it be that Satan is winning in some areas of our lives because we don't know how to access mercy or we fail to access mercy or we, you know, we, 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 we are not clear on the, on the mysteries of mercy so we're not drawing mercy to attack and to defend ourselves and to protect ourselves from satanic onslaught. Could it be? I want you to pray and say, Lord, I draw your mercy. I draw your mercy. I draw your mercy. I'm going to stop there. I'm going to continue tomorrow. I'm going to continue tomorrow evening as we unfold this thing about the mercy of God. The goodness of God manifests itself to me as mercy. You, you will do well to share this broadcast. Share the link with a friend, with a family member. Every one of us need mercy. If Satan is harassing their lives, if, if they are dealing with the consequences of the fall, there's lack in their lives, there's sickness in their bodies, there's this, uh, this unity in their relationships, and, and there's chaos in their lives in one way or the other. They are suffering from mental, mental uh, health issues, you know, depression and all of those things. They need to access the mercy of God. They need to know how to cry and press the mercy button. Bartimaeus cried, press the mercy button. Jesus stood still. I still believe that Jesus still stands still today every time we press the mercy button. Every time we come boldly to his presence, we encounter his mercy. It's there to take. Wait, can you, can you stop coming to the presence of God and not receive mercy? Can you stop talking to God every morning and not receive the mercy he provided? This is a revelation that needs to hit the body of Christ. Because the, the goodness of God first manifests to us as mercy. I'm done for tonight. I'll see you tomorrow as we continue 
unpacking this thing about the mercy of God. Good night. God bless you. Bye-bye. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful, and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website .reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage. It is your time.